Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast being recorded in the beautiful Hampton in the Suites, Sarasota, Florida. And tonight we're asking the question, are hotels changing their travel reward programs? Thanks for listening. Hello, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Before we get to tonight's topic, we, of course, have to take a trip around the interwebs. And here's my disclaimer to start. It's not very often that I get political, and pretty much my political leanings are twofold. Term limits and re-elect no one. And the same goes for social injustices, as I hope most people know right from wrong, which, of course, they don't. So if we flip the calendar back a month to mid-October, a man on a JetBlue flight from Jamaica to Miami was arrested after hurling racial slurs at other passengers and assaulting a flight attendant. This is not okay. There's a video of the man accusing another passenger of taking his seat on the plane. In the video, the man can be heard screaming at the flight attendant, where is 25A? He then goes on to claim another passenger need him in the stomach. The confrontation among passengers escalates as the white passenger calls other passengers the N-word. And then, of course, he calls another passenger a B during this racial rant. Again, this is not okay. Eventually, a flight attendant tells the man, I don't care what she did. You're being disrespectful. Shut the F up for just two seconds. Now, during this whole tirade, the passenger was sporting a paper Burger King crown, as in what you would get with a kid's meal if you took your six-year-old to Burger King. He was yanked off the plane before it even left Jamaica, and JetBlue, rightfully so, has banned this passenger for life. Finally, this is okay. In the words of Billy Mays, but wait, there's more. Of course there is. There is always more. The Burger King King has again tried to leave his kingdom, and this time on an American Airlines flight. And as you would expect, he once again got kicked off the flight for using racial slurs. But this time, the Burger King did have a defense. He claims he was talking to himself rather than directing it at the black passengers around him. This is not okay. Dude, you're running out of airlines. Get your S together. You know what? Maybe air travel just isn't for you. And in case you were wondering, yes, he was once again wearing the Burger King crown. Not sure if it was the same exact Burger King crown. If not, apparently he has a pretty good stockpile of them. From Southgate, Michigan, man thought to be dead in an Allen Park hotel room, angered after the firefighters wake him up. Now there's a headline that grabs you. The good news is the man who hotel employees suspected of being dead was in fact very much alive. And the bad news is he wasn't all that happy about being awakened and had some explaining to do regarding an illegal substance found in his room. An Allen Park firefighter told police that when the paramedics awakened the 51-year-old man, he became irate about the presence of firefighters in his room. 
Police were told that the man jumped out of bed and brushed a small blue bag containing a suspected crack rock off the nightstand. He then ran from the room wearing only unzipped jeans and yelling, the blanking firefighters broke in. Of course, he was corralled and escorted back to the room and told to get dressed, but he refused, saying that the clothing in the room did not belong to him and that the fire department was framing him. Police went on to impound his vehicle, which, as you could well guess, had an improper license plate and was not insured. However, during the booking, the man reportedly told the booking agent, I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. If you were put in charge of establishing New York's most socially distanced office, now think about this, where would it be? Rooftop patio, the basement of a parking garage, how about the middle of the East River? Now think about it, views of the Manhattan Bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge, the beautiful skyline, you would immediately win the best Zoom background contest probably in the world. Well, Improv Everywhere has constructed a floating office, including a water cooler, a battery-powered computer complete with working internet, and a variety of contemporary office furniture. And watching the video, the floating office appears as legit as it could be, so much so that the people on land asked about the project. Improv Everywhere pretended it was part of the DOB, Department of Buildings Pilot Program right down to an actor acting as a DOB employee asking people for feedback on the program. She claimed that the DOB was building 4,000 of these floating offices in the East River during the spring, with an additional 6,000 to follow on the Hudson River by summer. This takes working from home to a whole new level. On to tonight's topic and question, are hotels changing their travel reward programs? And recently, several of the blogosphere travel bloggers have been asking that exact same question. And honestly, you don't need an MBA to know that hotel occupancy numbers are down. However, my own very sophisticated two-factor research shows that occupancy numbers are on the rise. Not by much, but they are increasing. The first factor of my research was asking the desk staff during check-in, are you guys getting any busier? In every single check-in, I have been told that they are getting busier and busier week after week. The second factor, which I think is very creative, is looking at the Break the Seal stickers on the door as I walk the hallway to my room at night. And yes, more and more of those seals are indeed broken. Now, the hotels could certainly be piling us all on the second floor. But like I said, this research was very sophisticated and very well thought out. Now, if you are not familiar with hotel reward programs, they exist for a few reasons. First, loyalty. They want return customers, especially among their hotel brands. Another reason is they want to entice you to apply for one of their hotel branded credit cards. And finally, these programs allow you to brag about your status level, pre-COVID, of course, at the local block party. And speaking of level or tiers, most programs have several Hilton has three, silver, gold, and diamond. There is a fourth level, which is blue, which you get for signing up. It means you've stayed zero nights and you're blue. Marriott has silver, elite, gold, elite, platinum, elite, titanium, elite, and ambassador, elite. 
that's a pretty elite program. And of course, they call it the Bonevoy program and not the elite program. And of course, to qualify for the Ambassador Elite, you have to spend a ton of money with Marriott annually. IHG, which is for the most part Holiday Inn Properties, is all over the board. There's the A-Club, the Gold Elite, the Platinum Elite, the Spire Elite, and of course the Kempton Inner Circle. And Hyatt has a very simple approach, four levels, the Discoverist, the Explorist, the Globalist, and the Lifetime Globalist. Since I am for the most part a Hampton person, let's focus on their program. There are basically three ways to move up through the tiers. First is based on nights or stays. Silver, 10 nights or four stays. So baby road warriors will often use or figure out this strategy very quickly. If they have a three night trip, they will actually go onto the website and book it as three one night stays. So automatically they have four, three out of the four required stays. This bumps them up a level a little bit quicker. And I tell all baby road warriors, don't worry about looking at your levels. After a year of travel, you will more than likely be diamond, at least gold with Hilton, more than likely diamond. So don't deal with the hassle of having to more than likely pack your bag every single morning, drag that suitcase to the car, put it in the trunk, go to your business, come back, check back in, drag the suitcase back out, repack. It's just not worth it. So with Hilton Silver, you get a 20% bonus on stays, meaning if you spend a hundred bucks on a room, you get 120 points. Gold, 40 nights or 20 stays, an 80% bonus, meaning that same hundred dollar room will now net you 180 points. Plus you're now available for room upgrades. Don't hold your breath, okay? Diamond is 60 nights or 30 stays. This is the good one. You basically get double points. That same $100 room will get you 200 points. Executive lounge access, room upgrades. You stand definitely a better chance of getting a room upgrade as diamond than you do as gold. But also just ask. When you check in, don't be timid. Just say, hey, by chance, do you have any upgrades? You also get premium Wi-Fi as a diamond member. This is worth a good four to five bucks a night. And one of the best things is you get elite status gifting. So you can actually gift your status to somebody else. This is great for baby road warriors. We usually do it when we onboard a new employee. Somebody will typically gift them diamond status, which really negates all the having to count numbers of nights and numbers of stays. Now they do also list a whole bunch of BS benefits at various levels, such as access to the fitness center, free bottles of water. I'm here to tell you that the hotel staff will not prevent you from working out. And if you ask politely, they will more than likely give you a free bottle of water if you ask politely. Now you will often hear people complain that there's not a lot of difference in the benefits between gold and diamond. I don't agree with that. If you are a true road warrior, more than likely you're gonna be diamond anyway. But for me, the big three big differences between gold and diamond, executive lounge access, this is a great way to end the day. If you're traveling with family, if you're traveling with young kids, that gives them the chance to go in and get all the uh, neutral grain bars and fruit and things in the lounge that they want. The upgraded Wi-Fi is nice. Uh, I'm still working at most nights in the hotel room. Like I tell people, we only work half days. It doesn't matter what 12 hours of the day it is. 
And of course, the 100% are double points override. This is the biggest plus for me as it helps me to build my point bank, which I use for free rooms. And at the end of the day, that's what I really want is free rooms. An added benefit of being Diamond is that it gives you access to the Diamond desk, which is really helpful if you ever need to cancel a room last minute, like I did a week ago when my trip to Memphis got canceled and I went to cancel my room less than 48 hours before check-in. The hotel directly wouldn't do it. I called the Diamond desk three minutes later. They had it all worked out. The second way to move through levels or tiers with Hilton is based on points. To attain silver, you need 25,000 base points, and base points are just that. The points you get for the room, no additional points for promotions or bonus levels or anything like that. For gold, it's 75,000. For diamond, it's 120,000. Even if you're a baby road warrior, you will hit silver based on nights long before that you will ever hit it based on points. And of course, the third is to take out a hotel branded credit card. In the case of Hilton, they actually have four cards. One is a business based card, but there's three for personal use. One is just the Hilton Honors card, no fees, automatic silver level, seven times points at Hilton properties, and of course, less points for groceries, gas, and restaurants. The next one is the Hilton Honors American Express Surpass card. This is the card that I use. It's $95 a year, 12 times points on Hilton properties, and then again, sliding scale for groceries and everything else. And typically last year when I was traveling, this card alone would net me anywhere from 25,000 to 30,000 points. Because I've said time and time again, we have a tendency to put everything in Chateau Relaxo on the Hilton Express card. In turn, we have to pay it off every month. But those twenty-five to 30,000 points were above and beyond the 100% or double points I got for actually staying in the room. And then finally, the third level card is the $450 annual fee Aspire card. Cost-wise, this is on the same level as the American Express Platinum card. Personally, I feel that you get a heck of a lot more benefits with the Platinum American Express card. However, this one does give you 17 times points on rooms. And again, of course, less points on the groceries, gas, and restaurants. So to sum it up, for $450, you can buy yourself the top tier at Hilton without spending a single night in a Hilton hotel room. And with all three of those cards, there is a come on bonus with the Hilton Honors card. If you spend $1,000 in the first three months, they give you 80,000 points. With the Surpass card, it is $2,000 in the first three months and you receive 130,000 points. And with the top tier Aspire card, spend four grand in the first three months and they'll give you 150,000 points. If you're traveling on a regular basis, you should really have no trouble hitting either the $2,000 or $4,000 within the first three months with those cards. The interest rates, ah, glad you asked. They're 15.74 to anywhere to almost 25%. And I'm guessing that they're not handing out a bunch of 16% APRs. As far as I've always said, if you carry a balance on these cards month to month, that interest rate will negate any of the value that you get from the points. Earlier, I was quoting Billy Mays. Now I'm going to quote Ron White. 
I told you all that to tell you this. Hilton has made some changes in their reward program over the past few months, and understandably so. They were feeling the COVID effects and needed to do something with the Hotel Hilton branded cards. They gave you additional points in places like grocery stores. In fact, they were giving us 12 points for every dollar spent at the grocery store, as well as a bump, you know, for typical uh, gas and other things that you would do during the months of June and July. When I did not travel at all, I was still netting around 25,000 points each month. Good deal. Look, with five of us in the house that enjoy cooking, and maybe three of us that actually enjoy cooking, but we were stuck in Chateau Relaxo for a solid three or four months. Our food bill skyrocketed. And of course, Hilton ended this point grab by midsummer. And my September points came in at right around 16,000. Well, my October points came in a little bit less than that. And for the bigger picture, Hilton also made some major adjustments to the reward program. First, all Hilton members will now see their current status locked in through March of 2022. So all of you baby road warriors, as well as you teenage road warriors, your status is safe for approximately the next 16 months. Also, they're going to give you some extra time to earn next year's status. Once you're finally back on the road, the status requirements have been cut in half for 2021. And this covers stays, nights, and base points. For silver, it will now only be five nights, two stays, or 12,000 base points. For gold, it will be 20 nights, 10 stays, or 37,500 base points. And for diamond, You will only need 30 nights, 15 stays, or 60,000 base points. All 2020 nights will be rolled over automatically to the 2021 calendar year. This gives you a jump on next year. And what I mean by rolled over is if you had stayed 25 nights, you only needed 20 nights for gold. Those additional five nights will be rolled over and get you a jump start on the following year. In addition, Hilton Honor members that were set to downgrade in 2020 or 2021 now get to keep their status through March of 2022. And I think to sum it all up, Hilton realized that the bulk of their customers are business travels, followed by the branded credit card customers or vice versa, as only they know. But like I've said in the past, the word of the year is going to be pivot. And Hilton has done their best when it comes to pivoting while trying to appease their customers. Marriott has also pivoted, and these are two of their biggest changes. First is points expiration. It will be paused until August 1st of 2021. At that time, your points will only expire if your account has been inactive for at least 24 months. And the other one addresses status. Members who earned elite status in 2019 will receive an extension of their status until February 1st of 2022. And honestly, all hotels and airlines will follow suit if the first one extends their programs. They will also follow suit when the first one starts slashing their benefits. So here's my summary when it comes to hotel loyalty programs. Pick one or two hotel brands that you like and do your best to stay at their properties whenever you can. If you know you can pay the monthly bill, get a branded credit card. And three is visit the hotel's websites, even subscribe to their email. Look, everybody hates spam. I hate spam. You hate spam. 
but oftentimes those emails or at least the hotel websites will be running promotions. Make sure you sign up and you are registered. Oftentimes they pay off with additional points, possibly even free nights. Well, there you have it. Hotel reward programs are changing almost weekly. If you have a comment, you can leave me a voicemail at anchor.com. You can also send me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. Honestly, each day we are getting closer to traveling and returning to travel safe. Until then, please stay safe and thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.